0: <laughs> welcome to the HS Innkeepers Podcast. We're glad you found your way here. And welcome to the Innkeepers Podcast. We are a podcast for innkeepers covering Hearthstone's fireside gatherings. With insight and information, we hope all of our fellow innkeepers find useful. My name is Avantes from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Root from Orlando, Florida.
1: And this is O'Leary from Halifax in Canada. And with us today, we have a very special guest we have all the way from Germany, in keeper Schwinghammer.
0: Schwinghammer. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Super excited to have you back, sir. Yeah, it's my third first. time, right? I think so, okay. I think yeah. so
2: yeah. Is he third winning? time. Is nope, he... he's still under Scott and... Um, um,
3: yeah, the guy from Weaver, uh, Weaver,
1: yeah, Weaver. I always I feel
3: Weva. fine to be underscored. Cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good call, my friend. So coming up on episode number 21 of the Incubus podcast, we, of course, have all of our news, all of our shares and spotlights, and we're going to be talking about the Inter Tavern competitions with Schwinghammer.
1: And don't forget for all of your Hearthstone fireside gathering needs, check out firesidegatherings.com to schedule your event. But also check out hsnkeepers.com for valuable resources made by innkeepers
0: or innkeepers. Alrighty, so that brings us to this week in the news, and uh, we just have a little bit, to, to, a little bit to talk about. Um, so party up and play campaign is. Uh, is uh, was just announced. basically swag kits for fireside gatherings that are running the 2v2 tag team brawl. Um, your fireside will need to be run between February 14th and March the 6th. Uh, you have until February the 27th to try and claim a support kit. Remember, this is important. support kits are never guaranteed. Uh, if you are joining us in the chat, you can hit exclamation party up for a link to the announcement article. Also, this is a reminder of wild fest, which will be coming February 19th through March the 11th. You will have uh wild arena drafts and, uh, There will be two Tavern Brawls celebrating Wild for you to partake in over the course of WildFest. You'll have Venture into the Wild and the Wild Brawliseum. Uh, Again, if you're joining us in chat, you can hit exclamation WildFest to get a link to those announcements as well. And also, one last reminder, the last date to schedule your Season season 1 Tavern Hero Qualifier events is february the 22nd that day's coming up pretty quick it's one week from this thursday and uh, the last possible date to host one is sunday march the 4th so if you're interested get in there get those scheduled and go have fun with your communities
1: yes and Definitely keep those in mind if you're planning on scheduling things because we are reaching the last chances for you to run something for the Tavern Hero Qualifier Season 1 this year. Uh, moving on to our top share of the week. This one slid right in, right at the last moment. Um, earlier today, some very uh, unknown innkeeper called Bytes. Um, <laughs> he posted a Tavern Hero Qualifier, basically a survival guide. Um, and what you can do in chat is exclamation point uh, THQ guide, and it's going to link you to the HSN Keepers website, um, to the THQ page on there, where you can access this doc. And it is just every every little checklist piece of information that you might need to make sure is happening for your tab and hero. That's what you want to go That's what you're going to want to look at. Whether it's getting your IP. Um, whitelisted or whether it's making sure you're running the right format or whether it's just he has links to all the different articles and announcements for all of the detail that you might need so if you're looking to run it sorry Scott's posting in chat about the link um, (laughs) definitely check it out it's honestly a really amazing resource and I you know it must have taken a lot of time for him to put that together and you know I'll definitely be using it for my future ones so thank you Scott.
0: Alright, so that brings us to our new Innkeeper Spotlight. And this week, we are spotlighting Stephen from Salt Lake City uh, here in Utah, in the good old US of A. He says, hey guys, my name is Stephen, and I'm a gaming expert for Microsoft at the Microsoft Store in Salt Lake City. I've been playing Blizzard games since I was 14. 12 years have passed since then, and I love how gaming brings people together. I am wanting to start hosting Firesides at our store and to be able to provide a space for people to enjoy Hearthstone with others. While I may work for the guys that make Xbox, if you saw my collection, you would know that I'm a lover of all things gaming and really want to play the games that take me away from reality. Overwatch is my current time sink when I'm not playing Monster Hunter on the Xbox, but I'm always down for a challenge in Mario Kart on the 3DS. Thanks a lot. Well, welcome to the group, Steven. Um, You have, you're in a great part of the country. Um, There are already some really well-established innkeepers that you could reach out to um, for help in the Salt Lake City area. Um, like I would recommend talking to Jordan. He is a very well-known, well-respected innkeeper in that area. And, you know, he's a great resource that you could reach out to and tap if you had any questions. And we look forward to hearing about all your future events.
2: Yeah, that is a great area, not only for uh, for Hearthstone, but other Blizzard games. Uh, I mean, there seems to be a lot of gamers up there. I guess it's cold. You don't go outside a lot in Utah. I don't know. So, don't know. Interesting. So, Jotter is here, and all the way from Germany. It's very late where he is, it's like 3 a.m. plus there now. And so, it's snowing. And it's, well, yeah, it's snowing all over him right now. And he does this awesome thing, this is Intertavern Competition, uh, the FSG Brawl. So, Jotter, welcome again, third time's a charm. Can you tell us a little bit about the FSG Brawl?
3: Yeah, all right. So the Fireside Gathering Brawl, that's what what that stands for, of course. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a cross tavern tournament taking place on the European realm. So I, I don't actually don't say Europe or something because anybody in the world can compete as long as they are have have their decks on the European realm and uh, have a Fireside Gathering at that time. So yeah, um, it's basically just a cross tavern tournament. We have uh, taverns all over Europe, Competing actually and furthest away right now is Israel, I think. Um, And they build teams of three people. And yeah, they compete during a one-day event in a relatively standard half-stone format. Um, Actually, I think it's like most likely the same form the um, other group tournaments from Blizzard used. Like you have all three matches and then, of course, the team that wins two of them wins, it's a conquest best of five tournament. Yeah, so that's basically what the FSG Brawl is. Of course, it's much more because Pfizer Gatherings means more than just these three people. There are whole normal classic Pfizer Gatherings at the same time at all of these venues in the background around it. Actually, I don't know for most of the venues if like the three people action is the main thing or the Pfizer Gathering is the main thing. That's also the beauty of it, of course, having all of these at the same time and having a chance to um, yeah, showcase all of these different and awesome events.
2: Okay, so it sounds a little bit like uh, what Blizzard did recently with their uh, the Tavern versus Tavern uh, type deal, which is very close to it. So, why did you settle on this the uh, the conquest format? What was the the reasoning behind that?
3: Um, well conquest we use of course because it's the main um the main format that Blizzard uses. So um using all the standard stuff from Blizzard, from Fireside Gatherings, from tavern hero qualifiers that everybody knows, um is most yeah, most will most likely succeed in such a thing because of with so many different taverns you need to find something that's yeah, uh, basically everybody can agree on and having the like Blizzard does this, is a good backing for the yeah. um, so, so The three versus three, on the other hand, uh, we chose that because we wanted to give, uh, yeah, Taverns like a feeling for their team, for the whole Tavern, a one versus one, which is, for instance, done by um, what are they called the, the Battle of Taverns, which is mostly run in Russia and the cis nations, um, which is, by the way, also a huge tournament. Shout out to these guys. Um. They do one versus one, and uh, to us, uh, to me, it was really important to like catch this team, this Fyzer gathering character. Uh, we don't promote players here; we promote the taverns. So that's why I chose a team format. And yeah.
2: So how did you come about uh, to select your team? Was that did you have playoffs, or was that something that you just decided what three people might play best together?
3: Um. I leave that completely open to the tavern because I think all taverns in this world are completely different. They have different communities and only the innkeeper and that community knows the tavern. Mm. So, I actually encourage them um, when they submit their players to us, like, do whatever you want. You can do qualifiers, you can do invite, you can make anything. Maybe write us about it or how you did it and... I just love to see the creativity from all these innkeepers, like how they do such stuff, how they handle that. It's really, really interesting. And of course, also you see like the dedication when they say, okay, we did, we did three qualifying tournaments for that. I mean, the wow. price gathering gathering it does not have a huge prize pool. It's not the Tavern versus Tavern in America where the winners get to BlizzCon or something. It's like the winners get some nice gear from our sponsors from ROCAD and HS Replay sponsors for this one but it's still very, very low prices and seeing so much dedication going in there. That's awesome.
2: So what was the genesis of this idea to have this uh, Fireside Gathering Brawl? Um,
3: The Fireside Gathering Brawl was created in 2016 after the summer preliminaries because now Blizzard fixed it actually, but in the past two years, we had a long, long downtime as innkeepers in this eSports scene. When the summer season was done, because then there was like the last chance playoffs or what they are called. That's not basically not Tavern stuff. Then there was BlizzCon, and then there was nothing until when was the first Tavern THQ started? I think in December at that time. So there was a long, long downtime, and some innkeepers started in the um, Inkeeper chat of that HCTs, and um, talking. Yeah, what what are we going to do in this time? And I'm going to miss you guys and all that. And they started talking about maybe doing a tournament together and then I basically just jumped in and said, hey, yes, we're going to do that. Here's a Facebook group, join. And then it took me still half a year to get everything done because I sometimes am lazy. And um, but yeah, half a year later, we had our first... That was a window. Um, <laughs> we had our first FiSA Gathering Brawl in yeah, early 2017.
2: Awesome. So you how many of these have you had? You've had one at least one now.
3: As you can see here, we had three. Awesome. Very the last cool. That was like 11 days ago, yeah.
2: And so have you made changes along the way to it Has it kept the same type of format? Have you made like tell us more about this the three of
3: them. Um, yeah. So, of course, the first one was was kind of a bit of a mess, but, but since uh the innkeepers are all flexible and pretty good people. Uh, actually, I don't think that they saw that it was a mess behind the scenes. Um, but uh, so that we, we um, reworked a bit of our process to get everything done in time and work stable here. So, the last fast getting wall just worked like a charm on our side. Um, I did some minor adjustments to the rules. Actually, if you go to the website, which you can get if you What's the gallery? Larry? It is
2: uh, Bang FSG Brawl 3. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> that was my Larry impression. Very good. <laughs> thank you.
3: Yeah, if you um, go to that site, actually, there should be a rule document. I just checked myself uh, a link to the rule document, and there you can actually see the changes that I did. Uh, to the rule set and to the overall tournament because the main thing is still the same. This three-on-three tournament actually got some good feedback. People liked it a lot. Um, where is that? The roots? Show complete roots. Oh, actually, no, you need to go to the earlier ones. It uh, doesn't matter. Um, so I um, tried to get something about a spare player into the roots because you have the three people teams and you work with volunteers and all of that. And like 16 venues or something, it's it's most likely that someone will, like one day before the tournament, gets sick or something. And how do you manage that? How do that was actually an issue for the first brawl, so I included a spare rule for the second and third. I'm gonna need to change that again because it doesn't make a lot of sense right now. It's like you can submit for the spare deck lists once the deck lists get published, and uh, a regular player drops out. That spare needs, of course, then to use the deck lists of the actual player, and with uh, the deadlines being really, really short-term, together, these deck lists of the spare didn't make any sense at all because they were valid like for twelve hours. So, um,
2: just making sure we're on the same page. You <clears throat> using the term spare? Would that be the same term as we use as an alternate player?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So okay. you have two play- three players, and one spare player. Yep. Got yeah. It. So, like, when one drops out, you can put this one in. Um so, I'm making there some adjustments actually to the rules, but overall, most of the routes are still the same. I think I actually included some rules that you need to create a FISA gathering on FISAGatherings.com because that was not a thing for the first brawl, it is now, of course. Um that created like a big controversy this brawl because there were some issues. Um, but yeah, 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 actually, it, the format is pretty cool. I'm, I'm not changing a lot about it, and did not change a lot about it. Just small, small stuff, sort of, rather than the edges, rather. So, do
2: you edges. recall, offhand, for your first uh, fireside gathering brawl, how many venues you had involved?
3: Fifteen, I
2: think. Fifteen for the first. You remember for the second? Seventeen. And the third?
3: Sixteen. All, All right. Third, so we had 18 registrations and two dropped out in the last okay of issues.
2: so overall it's growing yeah you're gonna have dropouts on the time but so this thing is it's got traction it's got feet and it's growing if you had the first one in 2017 you're averaging more than one a year how often are you having these these fireside gathering brawls
3: um I don't want uh, to um, do them too often because fireside gatherings are just I, I don't want to dump it on the onto the innkeepers, I want everyone to have that as nice thing every half a year, so every six months or something. So I'm planning like right now yeah. the next one for like maybe August or some. In summer is always a problem because everybody's on vacation. So I'm sure. trying to to hit like a spot right after Blizzard publishing their schedule for the HCT is a huge thing that because I now can actually see. Okay, there's the playoffs. I'm going to put me there.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, that cool. is a, definitely a, an improvement this year that we're going to have a schedule to um, build our events around to make sure they don't conflict.
3: Yes, absolutely.
1: Oh. Cool.
2: So fill me in here as the naive American. Do European, and this is kind of a weird thing, because I'm assuming that people who have jobs, who have school, who have, you know, they might be at home, they might be in secondary school, whatever case, are yeah, there...
3: Europeans don't have such stuff. Okay. <laughs> what? What's the question? But so school
2: years, like, is is there a summer vacation for people uh, in Europe, or is, is it like the same type of thing where they get three months off, like the states? Or, you know, educate us a little bit on that. How the school system work. Every
3: country in Europe has its own stuff
2: there. Mm. So they all do their own thing, which presents a little bit of a logistical challenge for you, I would assume.
3: Yeah, like even, even Germany has like every uh, Bundesland, what is it, a uh, state. Okay. In, in, in Germany has its own like, we have always six weeks in the summer and that moves around. Um, Yeah, well, I actually just don't really try to not hit anything there because there will always be some holiday, some something. And um, if an innkeeper is impacted by that, I try to work around with them. So basically, uh, for the Fires Gathering Brawl 2, the team of uh, from Tel Aviv, from Israel for instance, they couldn't host the Fires Gathering because there was a, a National Remembrance Day or something like that. So there, wa- there was nothing allowed at that day in Israel. Basically, mm. everything was shut down. Um, but I don't want to disqualify people for that, so I actually let them compete so we try to figure out everything individually with um, the innkeepers. I try n- not to hit like the main vacation time, that's basically July and August, but I actually don't know if, for instance, if uh, September is a holiday in Ukraine or something. That's something I cannot work around.
2: <laughs> very true, very true. I know for, uh, when we, uh, for Florida, for instance, when we had the tavern versus tavern thing going on, uh, Florida had got hit by a large hurricane, and Blizzard was kind enough to put Florida, uh, the taverns of Florida in their own bracket. So we had a little as long as we competed by a certain date and they left it up to us. Just get with the other taverns, uh, make your dates and be honest about it with it. And so we were able to, to compete that way um, on our own little bracket to get caught up with everybody else. So it was a little, little weird, but it happens.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Blizzard has, has the bonus there. They have like another one day to finish everything off. We have basically eight hours to do the whole tournament, which has a lot of, actually, boundaries to to do stuff. Like, I would love to have all matches cast one after one for the broadcast that would be ideal. But right now, for instance, when we have, like, a, let's say Bilbao plays against Bordeaux, and um, they play all three matches at the same time, everything at the same time. So that the broadcast actually cannot really grab this. There are three players that are playing. We only can show one match at the time. And uh, I don't have the technology here to, like, have replay against spectators, so that actually sucks a bit. Blizzard can actually, like, they have such big prizes if you don't want to host as many faster gatherings to participate there. I mm. need everybody who wants to, so
2: <laughs> no doubt.
3: Uh, guys, do we have any questions from the uh, the chat room or anywhere? Well, we had earlier one on the Discord, I think.
1: Yeah, Maticus. Yeah. He wanted to know how do you properly coordinate events across four time
3: zones? Well, that's rather easy, don't make them too long. Choose <laughs> the only, only thing that you can do there, of course, uh, if you have money, you can actually pay people to do the events longer, but uh working with multiple time zones actually means try to hit the middle and then look at the one in the that's the yeah, at the West, they are earlier, right? No, yes. they are later. There, west that would be earlier, matter. yeah. Yeah, so that they don't like run too early and on the other side that they don't run too late. Mm-hmm. So just hit the sweet middle. So we actually had some problems with that already because um, we have Moscow as our eastmost um, venue and they actually had to close on the first first gathering brawl one in the um, third place match. So we actually had to like delay that to another date and then the players played it at home. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Try to work around this, all you can do just... Okay, we have these eight hours, we have to put everything in there, we cannot run over these this time. And if you have more time zones, the, it actually gets smaller because then it's like six hours if you add two hours on both sides.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What is your primary communication? Uh, Are you guys using Discord or Skype, or what are you guys using to communicate?
3: We use Discord. We have a Discord server. I don't know how Blizzard does this right now because I dropped out of the um, HTT stuff. Um, But yeah, we have a Discord server with a channel for every venue. And I have, normally at these events, two admins working with me. So I'm not doing the broadcast stuff. I'm only doing the admin stuff and the whole backend coordination and just running around when something goes up in flames. <laughs> um, so we have a channel for each venue and there we communicate with the innkeeper and actually the players are allowed there too so there is no information the players shouldn't have. And
2: where do you keep your, your brackets as the day progresses?
3: Um, we put them on challenge actually. You can put. Uh, they are also on the website. If you scroll down, very very down there is like a tournament bracket link. Um, they actually can see which how, how the venue's performed. Rome, for instance, three times in the top three, so they wow. always... Go Rome.
1: <laughs> Who won it this time?
3: Um, Alpha Mandarin, um um esports Game Arena. That's Thomas from the Netherlands.
1: No way. Yeah. yeah. Good
3: job. He had, he had a pretty, pretty good team. Yeah. If you hover over... Wait, uh, these are actually names that are known in the eSports scene. Where is the venue? Um, there, gaming arena. He had um, Mitsuhide and Monco Lloyd, Afir Papier, which is actually something German. Um, but Mitsuhide, I think, is a known player. And of course, um, Tel Aviv, who are um, the second place this time, were the winners at the second one. And they are just... That's the HGG team, actually, of from uh, mm-hmm. so ah. they're pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Cool.
0: All right, let's see. Any other questions? So, well,
2: I've got one. How, how much time are you putting into this for the setup and preparation for it?
3: Not enough. Um,
2: <laughs> there's never <laughs> going to be Actually, nod, really, so.
3: really not enough. Because when you're working with multiple innkeepers, they are um, relying on you. So, you actually have to work a lot and you have to work actually early so that they have the material on time and I did three times a horrible job about that. The keepers didn't care, I did care, I was like, if I would be in that position, I would be... Um, but they weren't. So, um, I, let's say, I, for instance, for the Pfizer Gathering Brawl 3, I started the preparation in November, worked a bit in November, didn't do anything in December besides some news, and then in January, let's say like three to four days where I actually... Wrote a lot of stuff and tried to contact some sponsors and all that I, way too late, way too late by the way. But, um, yeah, that's mostly. And then the two days before the brawl, I was like 24 hours, um, setting up the stream, <laughs> building the, the whole like these graphics, are of course, done by someone else. I'm not a graphics guy, but putting these together, the, all these assets into the stream so that, um, my partner at Barcraft HL. Uh, counselor um, had something to work with when he had like one hour to set the whole stream finally up, and of course, one time I'm like updating the the website and all of that. That's just a lot of time, but I didn't I didn't invest as much time for the third brawl as one would expect actually.
2: So you plan going into Fireside Gathering Brawl four, yeah, planning, you planning know, you're obviously going to plan to put more time and sooner time in it, but. How much time you actually think you're gonna
3: be spending on it? Like, is it days, weeks, months overall? If I, I wanna do it, like, I'm I'm on hiatus right now with that because I also have university um, um, tests and all of that right now. I will start in March, and if I am doing it right, it will be like let's say 10 hours a week or something. Okay. Maybe, maybe more, maybe less for some time, for some periods, but having a constant, constant flow of time into this and not just like a lot at one point and then nothing for two months because um, you have to keep, have to, all these innkeepers need to be entertained all the time. They are basically like your patrons at, in, mm. in a small way. You need to talk to them. You need actually to ask them how, again and again and again if they're willing to join. If you look at the maps and all these three fires are gathering um, pages, you actually see we had a lot of the Northern and Western um, taverns leaving and a lot of Eastern taverns coming in. And that's n- mostly because I actually didn't approach them and say, hey, you, you want to join the Fast game? Come with us. I've just announced it on the Discord and on Facebook and all that, and then saw what is coming. But you actually need to approach people if you want them in this tournament or in any anything else. Okay. Unless, See? of course, you're Blizzard and can say, free BlizzCon tickets, then the people can- <laughs>
2: So otherwise, it requires a little bit of, of proactive footwork on your part to get to gain the interest of, of these other taverns.
3: If you want to grow, yes. So there are, of course, some constants. There's always people who who come and who are there. Like Marspet is always here. Then when this, um, yeah, this podcast happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but many people actually, you, they need direct contact, and you need to post them. That is taking a lot of time, but it's of course rewarding because. Our friend,
0: yeah. So uh, KW Firesides in chat, uh, you were talking about, you know, promotion promoting the the stuff on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. He says, "Do you ever use Facebook paid promotions to increase awareness of your events?" Yes. Okay. Do you find that I do that helps tremendously, or do you do you feel like you get enough back out of what you put into it to justify it?
3: Um, for the Pfizer gathering, board, I actually don't know because that ad was not paid by me, but by my partner, and I don't see the statistics for that. But in general, I say for Pfizer gatherings, if you put in low amounts of money, and have some kind of revenue flow for each person that comes to your event, event yes. Like for my Pfizer gatherings, for instance, I put in like six euro, and normally that gets like three to four responses, and if one person comes and buys two beers, I'm fine. So. Okay. Um. Oh, so curious. I mean, I, I,
2: I use Facebook so the uh, the pay promotions on it. What I' found I've, I've been very successful with it. Uh, it all depends on the audience that you that you set up. So when you spend the money on it, and I'm like I'm like, Jotter, I'm gonna spend maybe ten dollars tops on a promotion. And that normally is gonna attract anywhere between, you know, I'll get six hundred to a thousand views, and out of that, you're talking, you might get twenty people who actually respond from it. So when you set up, I mean Facebook allows you to be very, very granular in what you're doing with your ads and who's who you're targeting. Uh, and just you can't get too granular because they'll start yelling at you like, "Hey, this is too, you need to be a little broader, but in the same vein, they don't let you get too broad either. So you got to get that sweet spot. And just like you know Jada was saying, you need to spend a little, but you need to have a way to make it make it up. Yeah, so
0: there you go. All right, so uh, Marspad has a couple other questions in chat. He says, uh, do you ever plan to expand this event outside of
3: Europe? I would absolutely love to. If anybody's ever interested in, like, taking this format and using it on, on his continent or server or something, or needs help with this, or actually thinks that we should do it and run an event in America and just be up all night, <laughs> <laughs> I'd glad to do it. Um, just hit me up and... We can get the show started.
2: I, I just had this vision of you guys, like, getting so tired and someone asking, like, just a very mundane, simple question. And then you just, like, not really yelling at them, but we Americans were sensitive sometimes. So appearing as if you're yelling at them in German and then just going,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> All oh, yeah, right. That helps huh?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Okay. <laughs>
0: So uh, Marsbat also says, um, "Are you compensated for everything you do for this program in any way, or is this all done just pro bono? You know, you do it because you enjoy doing it."
3: We don't have any revenue at all out of the fast gathering ball for us. So our fast gatherings there, I can like break even, but everything I put into the fast gathering ball actually is not only rewarded by like cheers from the innkeepers that's all so every even if i got money for it i rather put it into the prize pool normally
0: nice okay and uh bytes asks what is the live experience like for the non-competing non-compet- players
3: um yeah that's actually something that i don't know 100 100 because um Every like these innkeepers just host their normal Fireside Gatherings at the same time. So um, I only see the pictures, and actually see a lot of people playing Hearthstone and doing some side event stuff. And I think there was some cosplay at at one venue. So actually, I don't know. I leave this completely open to the innkeepers. And um, that's something like if I would invest more time at the Fireside Fires Gathering Brawl, I actually would be maybe able to find this out or just ask the innkeepers before the event. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, like what are you planning? What What's your side events? Um, and if we had the technology, of course, I would love always to just do a Skype live feed to a venue and just swipe once through the whole hall to, to, to show showcase this venue because um, right now the first gathering brawl normally actually can do this because we have it up here. Let's see. Like we just have this scene mostly to showcase the venues just um, with the casters while they are talking or whatever, and having on that side, like, the photos from the venues where the people are playing and doing stuff with bananas, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um,
3: yeah, so, that's how we try, okay, I'm... Our first explicit over.
0: tag. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's not so... the first time I said this word on your podcast. I think, but doesn't
2: matter. So... <laughs> so so that brought up a question that actually I did have. Um, you don't require any kind of live feed from any of the other fireside gatherings to show you that the players are there and on site and doing what they're... So you just have to take the innkeeper's word for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the bonus of this being rather low profile and not big prize pool is like, what? why would you cheat in that? Why? Um, and most of the innkeepers are trustworthy people and I know that many of them actually host HCT stuff and there is basically the same oversight, like there is no guarantee that they are not cheating there and showing deck lists and all that stuff. So I created the roots. That's very different actually from the HCT in a way that anything that can manipulate the game is allowed, like deck trackers or writing stuff. Anything that I cannot control myself from here is allowed because... Um, Otherwise, cheating is for that sort of thing. Like, in HTT, you cannot use a deck tracker. But if the Inkkeeper allows that uh, to the player, what happens? So, um, I, so I don't real... want to Go create ahead. any controversies there. So, I just uh, allow it.
0: Hmm. I had a real quick question. Um, something I was just thinking about. You were talking about not knowing exactly what all goes on besides those images. But... Again, you said that a lot of these innkeepers have done HCT-type events. Have you ever thought about the possibility of asking for like a post-event email follow-up where they talk about what happened at their event and link you all the images and that kind of stuff? Sort of like what we have to do with Blizzard
3: after a THQ. I actually have something like that. Um, I have a feedback form and... uh, I actually cannot show that right now. Um, I have a feedback form that I sent to the innkeepers uh, to get it back, to improve the overall tournament. Um, I'm actually not asking too many informations about the FISA gathering, I think. Because, once again, I'm, I'm volunteering on this and they are volunteering on this. And I don't want to ask stuff from them that i actually not going to use. So, right okay. now, like when, when I ask that, I, I'm asking them for the feedback, how I can improve. I would love to feature um, what they have done and have more statistics about that, actually, just to actually like go to a potential sponsor say, look at that. Like, You want to be part of this all around Europe or even in America or something? Um, that's, of course, great, but I did not require so far, I think, a lot of very specific stuff. I can maybe... I will find it out later what I'm actually asking in this form. <laughs> 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 I, created, I created that like, one year ago and, and just um, iterating about it, just basically not changing it just changing the date and the title and okay then use cool it to and
2: so with the prizes that you guys have are you asking the sponsors of those prizes to cover the shop uh, cover the cost of shipping or any kind of import taxes on those
3: i did for not for the first one for the first one they sent them to me and then i sent them out that were nicely spent 60 bucks <laughs> yeah
2: um
3: and from the second one on, um, they are shipping it. So um, our head sponsor is for uh, the Fire Sigarim Broad. They are a company that is situated nearby. So um, yeah, they basically just ship the keyboard, mice, headset, whatever, to the three winning venues. Um, and taxes are not covered by us, or customs, or something.
2: Okay, so that's up to the individual. If they have any kind of import fees, to take care of those on their on yeah, their own. I mean-
3: most most of the countries are EU, so they are covered anyway. And True. Them.
2: Well, it's a, the reason that, that prompted that is what RECI has potentially come up with, uh, what Blizzard's doing with their their little, uh, the Quest pricing. It seems like some people are concerned about import taxes uh, and prize taxes on that. So <laughs> just wonder if that covered the same type of deal, or if the prizes were low enough that no one really bats an eye.
3: Actually, I don't know.
2: No worries, that's fair enough. You're like I don't know. They send it. They do whatever. It's good. Yeah. So far,
3: once once I get if, if I like get feedback from someone. Oh no, this was too expensive, or uh, we had to pay a lot of canceled, I will care take care of that. But as long as no one is complaining, I'm just I'm fine.
0: <laughs> I hear you. All right. Well, any other questions for uh, our? innkeeper from Germany. Before we wrap up this evening, so I'm sure he probably wants to go to bed.
3: Probably, <laughs> probably I want to what off Warcraft right now? Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, this is completely off topic, but you said uh, you said you you've got studies with college.
3: Could you tell us what's your major? Um, I'm studying computer science. Okay, my uh, master's degree right now.
2: Oh, very good. I think I think I've, you've mentioned that before in our one of our
0: other shows, actually. So
3: that's awesome. Possibly. So,
0: all right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, with that, uh, I guess if you guys uh, have any questions for us, you know, feel free to post them in the uh, podcast chat Discord channel. That's where we will always get them, and we'd love to talk talk to them on the next show. So absolutely. Go Before
2: ahead. we wrap up, though, I want everybody to notice, Aleery's computer's in. She's got her new computer, new webcam, new headset.
0: <laughs> she, she
2: is new not streaming everything. from her phone. It's not her phone <laughs> anymore. She is legit streamer now.
1: I am. I'm actually. <laughs> so. I'm actually gonna start streaming um, in the See? next few weeks here. Woo-hoo. So maybe some Hearthstone, maybe some other games. But yeah, I built a PC, and it's like a twenty year dream. As a gamer, it's like build a gaming PC, and she's beautiful, and her name is Pearl. And if you go to my Twitter, you can see a picture of her. <laughs> um, yeah, it was actually like really fun to build and do. It actually, I had Ooh. I had help from a friend on a phone call, but like in person, it was just me.
2: So. That's
0: awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations yeah, so, on
2: that. Thank That's, you. It's really cool. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad you're excited about it, and and I know everybody's so happy that uh, that. You got a quieter keyboard.
1: Right? I was <laughs> typing. I was typing and I don't think you guys heard it. So. We didn't.
2: No. 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 In fact, early before show, I thought you were typing and it was Avanti. <laughs> That's right. I was
0: blaming you and it was him. couldn't believe it. So. Awesome. Right. Cool. So uh, to recap, this week was all Schwinghammer.
1: Schwinghammer. <sighs> so. You got to do it, Jasper,
0: before we go.
3: Schwinghammer. No, give us
1: like, give us like a good
0: emotion one. It's 345 where he is. People could be (laughs) asleep. It's
1: always Schwinghammer time.
0: (laughs) Schwinghammer. There There we go. Thank you. So, all right. Um, We talked about the news. We talked about the fireside gathering brawls. So um, join us next week if there is something specific you would like for us to discuss drop that in the podcast chat channel as well we're always looking for ideas for shows um all right so jasper why don't you tell people where they can find you online
3: well just google for yodder on twitter i'm actually bchl or on facebook look for jasper schwinghammer all right
0: cool uh O'Leary?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at Larry, A L E I R R I. Root, where can people find you?
2: You can find me a lot of places online. I'm doing like 11 shows right now, so I'm popping up everywhere. Uh, but my main Twitter is going to be Hearthcast Root. That's part of my Hearthcast show. We are celebrating nine years on that show this month. Wow. So, oh, yeah. It's- crazy oh, wow. so uh, that's awesome and anything fireside related look at Florida fireside uh, d- uh, dot com uh, or our Facebook group or page which is uh, just Florida fireside on on the Facebook and you'll find it there anything that's going on with fireside galleries in
0: Florida we're covering it so check us out there Avantes what about you you know every time you talk about your 11 shows I'm just like oh. I, I'm doing two and I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, stretched thin, but, uh, well, you it's, can, it's stretched. <laughs> <laughs> you can always find me on the Twitter at Avanti's HS or, uh, every Wednesday night right here on Twitch at ECMMO gamers doing, uh, my podcast hero power. So hope to see you then. um, Don't forget, you can find all of these awesome resources for your Fireside Gatherings at hsnkeepers.com or you can use the official Blizzard resources at resources.firesidegatherings.com and you can also join our Innkeeper Discord if you have not done so already by going to bit.ly that's bit.ly slash hsnkeepers And as we close the show this week, we want to thank all of you for joining us in chat. We love having you join us every week. Makes the show so much more lively. And to all of you listening out there on your drive to work or on your drive home or anywhere you get to listen to your podcast, we love having you join us every week. Thanks for doing it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the H.S. Innkeepers podcast. For legendary resources and more, go to hsinkeepers.com.